What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. I am your host, comedian Maxim Allen. You know me. Today is December 4th, 2021. It is almost Christmas. I have not thought about anything but Christmas for the last week. I'm very excited. And speaking of which, today I have an an incredible guest with me. He's very cool. It's my first time meeting him, but I'm very excited. This is yet another person that Lee met at work and told me to come in and interview. So everyone, please welcome Lomar Brown. What up, what up, what up? How y'all doing? (laughs) Glad to have you on. I think you, I'm on kind of a a role. I've interviewed a few musicians in a row now, but Mm -hmm. I think you're the first like jazz musician that I've interviewed. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I've. I've deduced the word jazz to live instruments. Okay. As now, because um, if I'm on anything, if you know, you see a live horn, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, yeah, that's jazzy, right? It's like, oh, it's a metal group, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's in person. Yeah, it's in person. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, we do all of the above, you know. <laughs> Haven't done any metal no, no. yet. <laughs> or really country but that's okay you know we, my, actually the last episode i recorded mm-hmm. that's coming out next tuesday but before this one mm-hmm. um the i interviewed this guy and he has a band called dr nerve but it's a metal band but instead of vocals they have a horn section so oh see <laughs> funny yeah you mention that. Okay. I've, i haven't heard of them but i'm sure i've seen them somewhere you know <laughs> you gotta check it out it's pretty crazy yeah i bet <laughs> so you're uh you're a saxophonist yes how so so you you're just joking about this. <laughs> yeah. So do you do like are you are you in some bands or jazz bands or other types of bands? Like what kind of projects are you a part of? Um. Yeah. I'm. I do a lot of freelancing. You Freelance? know, as okay. you I suspect you do a lot of freelancing as well to a degree. Yeah. You know, so I'm playing with Olivia K and the Parkers in D.C. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the uh, event is. I think it's a private event. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, they're they're like a R and B kind of like they like Calypso too kind of okay. vibe band. You yeah. know how bands can be eclectic mm-hmm. at times. <laughs> yeah, so I'm playing with them Tuesday or no, yeah, like next week. So mm-hmm. uh, in DC, and then let's see, I'm in a hip hop group, uh, the Academy with my uh, MC, little big homie. Dougie Drew. Yeah. Uh, so that's out in Arizona. So I'll mm-hmm. be going out there. And they also, he also has a rap group called uh, Junior Varsity. So mm-hmm. they just launched some stuff. They're about to drop some stuff mm-hmm. pretty soon. So excited for that. So you're like, so you're more, you have like, you kind of back up other people's projects in music right now. I have been, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, as long, also like, you know, the occasional wedding, you know, yeah. the good old <laughs> check in the bank you did. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, a lot of backing up. Mm-hmm. I have been doing uh, some of my own writing and mm-hmm. trying to book my own stuff, but I need to fuel up on some funds, you know, to, yeah. <laughs> to make it really speak. Right. So where can people uh, find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Chris Keefe. K-R-I-S-K-E-E-F, where you can find all kinds of hip, fun, cool, funny things for your timeline, some cool music, something that'll lift your day up, you know, because that's that's what we need. I don't know who puts hatred on there. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> some people like to just be mad. I mean, you know, I yeah. kind of do too, but still, not on Instagram. <laughs> That's, you know. Yeah, so listeners, uh, the the link to his Instagram will be in the episode description. Of course, go check it out. He has some uh, great like <laughs> thirty minute clips. Just <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, playing on. <laughs> yeah, just you know, just gotta throw stuff up there. You know, it's been a dry two years. <laughs> I I was like, I was looking through it, and I was like checking out some clips, and I was like, oh, maybe he's got like a you know, maybe like a two and a half minute, three minute clip of nope. some solo or something. Mm, nope, it's all like thirty. Minutes. I have one <laughs> that I'm gonna be posting soon. Uh, it's hard to get your media, you know, when you mm-hmm. when you're playing and you have people take clips and then they don't tag you and yeah. So that's that's the hard part. So I just gotta if I'm gonna f- you're gonna catch the whole ninety minute set, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, <laughs> the break, you know. I did fast forward until I saw the saxophone on your. Oh lips. yeah, I no, like, I want to hear this part. <laughs> that's that's better, man. More viewers, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Watch longer, yes. <laughs> So do you so do you play any other instruments besides the saxophone or just saxophone mostly? Um I do uh compose on piano. Mm. Um so doing that um as well as I have been developing my uh, skills on iwi which is a, an electronic wind instrument. Okay. So essentially like like a synthesizer flute. Ooh, cool. Yeah, essentially <laughs> or sa- whatever you want it, saxophone, trumpet. Mhm. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. It's a um, lot more. It's like, you know, going from acoustic to electric guitar. Right, it's right. literally just <laughs> so much power. It's cool. There's something like that that I recently found out about. It's it's an instrument called a saxo-dig, but it's like an electric didgeridoo saxophone oh, kind of combination. It has like a ball at the bottom or something? I don't or? know about the ball, but it's... There's this guy who made a whole album called, like... I forget... Uh, I'm spacing on the name, but what? the album is named The Saxo Didge Era, and it's all just like crazy didgeridoo, like, but electronic fusion. But it's all like, one instrument. Very cool. So he's, is it, does he have his mouth like as a didgeridoo or on it? Like a, how does it's like, it, it, I don't know the mechanics of it, but it's like, it's like didgeridoo sound, but it yeah. has like pedals on it like a, like a, like another horn instrument, okay. you know? But it, it's also like has like, it's also like an electric combination that there's yeah. some kind of weird synthesis going on there as well. Didgeridoo is actually closer to trumpet, oddly enough. If you didn't, if you, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. the buzzing of the lips. I mm-hmm. would do it now, but my lips might split. It's <laughs> so cold in New York right now. It's, You're not gonna risk it. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's already split like four times over Thanksgiving. No, thank you. That was my. Uh, like every year mm. on like Thanksgiving, mm. for me, I'd always get one huge split in my lip. Oh man, four years in a row, and I was like, I'm chapstick up. As soon as bro, I try, I'm in it. I already, I put what's your what's your choice of chapstick? I gotta ask. I'm all over the place. I don't just whatever, man. <laughs> Carmax never fails. I'm telling you, this is not a sponsorship, <laughs> but Carmax, if you hear this, I will. Sp- <laughs> Listen, sign me on. I'll be a partner. Do you use the stuff that comes like in a little toothpaste tube, like the squeeze out? I got both. You got both. I got both. I got one. I got. I probably think I have both on me. So that's how <laughs> crucial it is, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's get back to the oh, music sorry. here. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Music. Right. So, so you play saxophone. Where yeah. does where does your musical journey begin? Oh man. Uh, listen to my dad sing. Mm-hmm. Like love songs at like five in the morning. <laughs> you know? Wake up to like him singing Elton John and mm. Lionel Richie and 
all uh, Freddie McGregor. So a whole <laughs> bunch of s- little stuff is cool. Yeah. Uh, just him, just you know, hearing him do music all the time. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a radio in the car, you know. It's mm-hmm. busted in the '90s, you know. <laughs> it's really got rough out there for mm-hmm. all those not '90s kids and before the technology took over our lives. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just. That's where it kind of started, and then started playing saxophone when I was eleven. Did yeah. you did you play any instruments before that, or was that kind of your first choice? Um, my dad tried to show me piano. I was like, ah, it's okay, mm-hmm. but I didn't really care, you know. Yeah, I want to play sports and be a baseball player. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then he tried to show me guitar, but the it's a little too big for my hands at that time. Right, that makes sense. Which is, it's like, damn it. I just, that's that's the one. <laughs> it's like, guitar is the one. And then, you know, went to the instrument farm, the elementary school, mm-hmm. tried out saxophone. I, always was, I guess I've always been kind of fond of it for whatever reason. Yeah. And yeah, it started there. Got a solo my first year. Mm-hmm. Well, a little, uh, you know. <laughs> So is this in like a uh, band or orchestra Ele- at your school? Yeah, elementary school, you nice. know, like fourth <laughs> or fifth grade. Yeah, dope. So yeah. You, you did you? So you could you you would just weren't interested in piano. You couldn't. You're too small for the guitar. And then the, the the saxophone. Do they make tinier kids saxophones? Nah, no. <laughs> but like it just looks way cooler. You know, that's just what it comes down to. When you yeah. like, like even now, like as a. So, you know the drunk most drunken day of the year you know the day mm-hmm. for thanksgiving uh i was watching my friends uh they have a band in connecticut called booyah okay. so every wednesday they turn their place out like 150 200 people mm-hmm. pretty dope i was just you know I, they let me sit in i had my horn just on my neck and people just want to just are you gonna play that <laughs> just like just like <laughs> ask me yeah I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm like, yeah, what do you, I don't just, who holds a saxophone? Just have, <laughs> It's not like just, oh, I have a guitar strapped in my back. You yeah. Know? It's, <laughs> there's a purpose here. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like saxophone is like a, like a star instrument, right? Like in yeah. a band, like if it's just a band of like guitar, bass, drums, like normal rock band or whatever, you're like, yeah. okay, lead guitar is kind of the special thing. Yeah. You throw a saxophone in there, you're like, fuck all those other fuck things. Fuck all those other things. Yeah. It gets kind of like aggressive mm-hmm. in some of these shows, you know? There's no way to have a saxophone in a band and have it be like a subtle background piece. Oh, no. it's That's completely opposite. Yeah. Completely opposite. I'm a singer, baby. Sweet notes. So yeah. when you're getting into like saxophone, you're, you said you're 11 when you picked it up. Yeah. What kind of music were you into at the time? Um, anything my dad was putting us on to. Mm. But then I went to the Artist Collective in Connecticut, okay. Hartford, which was started by Jackie McLean. And he's a legend, a legendary saxophonist from Harlem. Uh, so I got to go there, got to meet Renee McLean, got to meet so many great mu- jazz musicians mm-hmm. and really get to learn the roots of the instrument, essentially. Mm-hmm. So was this in like high school age or middle this school? This is middle school and then like the first two years of high school. Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of like an after school extracurricular yeah. type deal? Okay. Yeah. So that was really, that was really cool. I I still have friends from back then. Whoa. Yeah. I have nice. a lot of old old friends and even people 
in the industry who I didn't meet till later. Mm-hmm. I knew about them from, you know, like, uh, what is it? MySpace, <laughs> you know, <laughs> early days of Facebook. Yeah, yeah. When it was Facebook, not. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, so. Uh, oh, sorry, lost the, lost my train of thought. What kind of music uh, were you into at the time? Oh, uh, yeah, jazz. So a lot of jazz, a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of jazz. Like I wasn't listening to anything, and Pat early Pat earlier than um, nineteen sixty. Mm. Everything was oh, like, but then also I'd be you know I'd be into like when I was like you know middle school elementary school I'd be into like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> of course. Like come on. That's you know it's yeah. plugged up for us. <laughs> so, and actually, I still play some of them songs for weddings. Really, two Backstreet stories, Backstreet Backstreet's back, and I want it that way, back to back. <laughs> I want it that way. Is still one of the best songs ever written. I must say, it's everyone enjoys it. I mean, that is that is true. That's like a that's like a guilty pleasure hot take. Oh yeah, <laughs> when I was rehearsing with that band too, everyone was like, "Oh, I love it!" Because we did the modulation, we did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, "Oh, I love this song. I love all oh, the mo- it's one of my favorites." Like, it's like the first rehearsal since COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you so when you were getting into like a lot of jazz at this time, do you have any like favorite favorite artists or groups? Um, because I know jazz mm-hmm. can be kind of like like you'll have like an ensemble of individual artists sometimes. Oh yeah. You know? It's it's it can be more about the individuals rather than like a whole band in a way. It, yeah, it depends. It depends on what era and like mm-hmm. even which band what era of that right. band. So biggest person person I listened to probably the most back then was Jack McLean for sure. Mm-hmm. Checked out most of his de- discography, not everything. It's it's a lot of damn music out there, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, and then uh, lots of jazz messengers, lots of Miles Davis, mm-hmm. Wayne Shorter. Um, let's see, Kenny Garrett. Um, let's see, Freddie Hubbard, like Lee Morgan, Joe mm-hmm. Henderson, just a lot of a lot of those old school, older old school guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna remember that. I asked you, so I can listen back and then <laughs> take oh, some yeah, recommendations for sure, bro. I'll send you a list of thirty <laughs> albums if you need it. I kind of, I like. I feel I used to listen to um like the. I, I'm from Denver, and I used to oh, listen yeah. the the radio or the. Uh, I didn't have a way to connect to my old car stereo. Oh yep. See? So I had a Bluetooth yep, speaker. You know the deal. When that would die, <laughs> I would listen to the public jazz radio station. Yeah. Because. It was like the only station where it was everything I would hear on there I had never heard before. Uh, yeah. And it was, there was something that I really loved about it because it would be like two in the morning. I'd be coming home from like another concert. So I'm yeah. listening to jazz radio and the announcer's like, all right, up next we got so and so on the bass. You may recognize him from these projects. And then we got this person on the saxophone. They met on a road trip from yeah. like Reno to Vegas. Like, yeah. They would go so into detail, and I'm like, it's two in the morning. Who it's, is this for? Yeah, for, it's for you. For yeah. you to do it, to do your podcast. Yeah. Talk about material, baby. But yeah, I would love some recommendations because, I mean, like, I feel like jazz is like the the as a genre is so huge that it's like there's mm. there's definitely stuff you're gonna love and stuff you're not gonna be as crazy about. So it's f- trying to find your way through yeah. that, you well, know. Well, if you think about it, the jazz um, jazz or as some people would call it, classical African American music, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it spans damn near a hundred years. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so it's like it's it's gone through a couple decades. Very Just true. like how like hip hop's doing the same thing. It's mm-hmm. it's what approaching fifty years now. Oh my god, 40, yeah. 50, 50, 60, <laughs> Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm. the guys who were who are were around to start it are still alive. Crazy enough, you know. So it's crazy to think about. Yeah, <laughs> and each you know with each evolution of every. major change in music Mm -hmm. it's just like it's it 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 doesn't take as long to get tenure i'd say Mm -hmm. but it's just like it moves faster at the same time right hip-hop's with especially with hip-hop and their evolution in like marketing Mm -hmm. technology like individuality but also being able to like represent something something bigger than yourself it's like Mm -hmm. all of those things and you know, wow, yeah, that that makes the whole thing uh more overwhelming. So I'm like just thinking about how much hip hop I listen to and yeah. how like how you get an ear for it. Like, yeah. oh, this song I'm guessing is like 2014 by yeah. like the vibe and stuff. You yeah. know, so you mainly listen to hip hop. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big metalhead and okay. I listen to a lot of hip hop as well. Yeah, so, so like imagine knowing what you know about hip hop and just like even all the names and all like the low key names from yeah guys from. Little Rock, Arkansas, or uh, from whatever outside city mm-hmm. in Denver. Uh, like, oh, have you heard of uh, Chris Webby? He's from Connecticut. Oh, it sounds so familiar. Like, see, like, you know, when you're in the genre and mm-hmm. you know that stuff, same thing for me. I just know certain. Right. It's like so <laughs> deep, you know, and trying yeah. to like know that for every genre mm. it's it would, be, it would be amazing i mean that yeah that <laughs> yeah because i think like with jazz it's something that's like i'd like as a genre as a whole something i actually really love and would love to get more into mm. but it's like what is the good entry points to get oh like, it's, all, it's all good just in, you know diving head first yeah that's the best <laughs> way like because when i was introduced to it it's like people were you know, we came from a, a, a generation where, like, our elders were kind of scared. <laughs> you know, they're kind of scared. Like, you know, like, how things were and, I don't know, just, like, you, they were taught to be scared, so they taught us to be a little scared, mm-hmm. in my opinion. When, we, it's just, take it for what it is. Oh, you might not be, you know, ready for this. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Just come over here, get baptized. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, my, I'd say where to start is what do you like? Do you like acoustic or like more electric or? I'd, I'd say like probably like, um, probably like electric. Like, mm. but I don't know. So, like, um, one of the, like one of the only <laughs> jazz albums I like regularly listen to is, um, so, have you seen the movie Whiplash? I couldn't make it through it. I'm sorry. Oh, but I did I, start it. As a non-musician, I was like, I'm so fucking into this. And then <laughs> I great ending to a movie. And then I looked up on Reddit. I was like, what kind of like, what type of jazz is that? And they're like, oh, that's like, uh, like big band type jazz. Yeah. And I like that, like the drum heavy, like big band oh, kind of sound. okay, man. And I, yeah. who was... I fucking forgot the dude's name. It's on my phone, but I'm not going to waste time on this podcast by looking it up. Uh, but yeah, just like an, oh, it's a buddy something. Buddy, oh, uh, buddy Rich. Rich. Yeah, yeah. Buddy Rich, yeah. He's, there's a, actually, there's a famous recording of him of, because he was known to be a ruthless band leader. He'd cuss really? people out, like punch people. Yeah. He'd Whoa. fight, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, jazz is like pretty now. 
Mm -hmm. right but now these dudes were gangsters (laughs) these dudes (laughs) were these dudes were not necessarily people you want like you Mm -hmm. emulate them for their talent and skill but they're still people at the end of the day right (laughs) but um yeah like he there's a there's a recording of him cussing out his entire band on the bus like there's like someone just like he go off on people all the time and whatever. Someone just like press record when they started to have portable recorders, <laughs> and they just recorded the whole. It's like two or three minutes of him just going off. Whoa! Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. But then like I've also heard stories of like uh, another guy, uh, Charles Mingus, his okay. big band, Revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really dope big uh, band, and there's a. Someone he apparently he's playing and then piano player messes up and he's a st- he stops the whole band and keep in mind Charles Mingus plays bass mm-hmm. so he stops the whole band he's like and he like fires the um the piano player and then just sits behind the piano and puts a revolver on it and says all right so somebody else mess up and just counts the band off plays the rest of the gig on piano <laughs> like ridiculous oh my god R- <laughs> terrifying you know. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, I feel like like so much music now is mm-hmm. people make music because they love it and mm-hmm. they have fun playing it. I can't imagine being in a ba- band and being like, I'm also scared to be in this band. <laughs> There's that, but like, it's also like this is their life. This is like because you have to think right. of it like this. Now, being music and doing music, it's fun and da da, and everybody can do it. Back then, no musician was a like title (laughs) right like it was like actually had some merit to it like Mm -hmm. if you got if if you got a saxophone either your parents had enough money to buy you one or someone gifted you one Mm. you know you weren't so like to be a musician and like to really dedicate yourself to that it's it wasn't like you could just go and just like learn people weren't just gonna teach you right there wasn't like a college uh, someone in every state every town there's a jazz program no this is music of the day. This is like this would be like if hip hop was like a class, and it is kind of a class. Like things are kind of. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even like put it to how what it is now. It's like if Bitcoin was actually in colleges right now, right? Like right. really teaching it, right? It's yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, you get that scarcity combined with like we want to be at the top of the game. Yeah. So people are guarded. Yeah. People are guarded. Especially like in that age of like you know record labels and the music industry. Oh and yeah, like... and we oh man, <laughs> you know we we have so many stories of that. Shout out Britney Spears, dude! Like <laughs> thank God she got out of that. You know, yeah, that's a horror story. It's it's crazy that it even happened. Like it's like we just all let it happen for like twenty years. Like... Yeah, I mean the thing is, I remember when she just shaved all her hair off just yep. to like. She had had enough, and I people were like, "Oh, she's going crazy." And I, you know, my friends like, "Oh, whatever." It's like a celebrity. It's like, no, 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 no. This person, this woman, has been quiet for years. Yeah, right. When that <laughs> happened, she hasn't really released nothing. Da, 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 da. There's something happening. You know, you don't just shave your whole head off and run around like, no, no. Yeah. Something happened. <laughs> well, it's wild, like, looking back on the incident. Because I remember that was seven, like 2007. So mm-hmm. I was in, like, seventh grade, and that was, like, the yep. big news story. Yep. And 
back then we were all like she's crazy and now our like our uh cultural like conversation about like mental health and stuff oh like, yeah they in didn't... hindsight we yeah. should have been like someone needs to help her <laughs> like bro i mean as someone who came up in uh special education mm-hmm. and yeah it's just a thing where they didn't know how to teach us yeah. they didn't know how to teach people <laughs> yeah they if you couldn't write it down and learn it or just memorize it from reading it is like how are you gonna learn plenty of ways yeah <laughs> so many ways and yeah you I mean you saw it in the inner inner cities you know mm. for sure um and because they had to be you know they had to because cities are always ahead of the curve on mm-hmm. a lot of those things but um yeah like Hello, kitty. Sorry. <laughs> this cat's been distracting me. <laughs> so um, you mentioned, so you're, you're, you are you start playing saxophone at 11. You mm-hmm. get into this like music program yeah. outside of school. Mm-hmm. When do you start uh, playing with bands or playing with other people? Mm. So in middle, in the after school program, it was actually a big band. Okay. Yeah, because that's yeah. the best medium for a lot of people to actually learn the music. Because it's like... Right slower it's more popular song that you might have heard before mm-hmm. um also is great for kids because they learn how to work together and to play together and you can throw as many kids in, you could have a 30 piece double every instrument right right everyone has something to learn from mm-hmm. that because you learn from being around it and also like helps with like timing and coordination and stuff. that yeah. too and like just building camaraderie because you you know people mm-hmm. having to you know, I'm I'm nervous for when people have to go back to the office. People have to <laughs> build back their tolerance. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah. So you're playing. You the this program's like a big band. Yeah, playing with a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. What what's high school like for you in music? Do you, do you start playing like with the school or anything? Or so in high school, I still went to that Astro program, but mm. as I started getting more busy with. I was also doing the first two years we were doing that after school program and marching band, and mm. it just became too much because uh, we didn't have a car. So oh. that's yeah, so that made it hard to do everything. And since we didn't have a car, I couldn't do sports, so that ended too. Mm. But I was going to this performing arts high school mm. four days a week, okay, from freshman year to senior year. So I had like four hours. So second half of the day, you know, I'd take a bus and go to Hartford and I'd have like four plus hours of just art music. They did uh they did like the massive stage. Mm-hmm. They did before I went there they did cats. Mm-hmm. Um with the original costumes apparently. Well Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Whoa. Like, they they're probably still paying for that, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Uh, I'll love, I'll love though. Uh, but yeah, so it's just like a very open space. It's like one of the early spaces where they had like an LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. That's all it was back mm-hmm. then. Not even Q, LGBT. Yeah. So they had a whole club. They had teachers who were not, you know, in the closet. They were proud. Mm. of you know they're proud and they're proud to help other students going through that you know yeah, yeah. it's amazing it's actually mm-hmm. is a really amazing like place to experience the world that we already we live in right now yeah you know so 
it's uh yeah uh, very cool place because i got to like do other stuff get into acting mm-hmm. and such so yeah so my, that was my my high school okay and then also like playing battle bands with friends that i still have now really so what was mm-hmm. your first like band with your friends that you started like yeah. outside of these programs <laughs> Man, I just was freelancing a lot because everybody, because <laughs> everybody was just kind of booking stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just like some people would play, but then it's also depending on what town you're from. Because mm-hmm. that school I went to was a magnet school, so like fifty or thirty other towns were bussing kids in. So right once you made your friends, oh, you were going to their thing or their oh playing at that place. Oh, so. It was just a lot of, a lot of different stuff. So, so you start like meeting people to the school, mm-hmm. and then they're like playing their own gigs. And yeah. Like, hey, do you want to come up and play saxophone yeah. on this show or whatever? Yeah. Or like, uh, really going to sessions. The jam session is super crucial. Yeah. Yeah, jam sessions and just people just getting together just to play and not thinking about anything. Mm-hmm. So I had teachers who were also gigging around Hartford, and they would provide platforms and places to play and show mm-hmm. us the etiquette of how to go about this music mm-hmm. you know so th- that's that's like the early days that's middle school early days of high school mm-hmm. that's where we go and check stuff out check out the people who oh i get to know their kid in a couple of years who's younger than me or mm-hmm. my age so uh yeah so that's uh kind of how the world that's kind of how gigs were and also just yeah doing battle of bands with mm. my friends and battle of the bands yeah so my homie who i was i just was linking up with he lives in maine right now okay uh yeah and they have simsbury battle of bands it's like a thousand student high school one of the bigger high schools in connecticut mm-hmm. and so their battle of bands is pretty it's famous, I guess. I wouldn't say famous. It's just that it's a lot of half the school magic school I went to had them, had them. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, we is like the thing is, there's enough kids that went to that magnet school that did that. It was like we made two bands, two fourteen piece bands. Oh wow, crazy! Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like really what it was is if we could have all of us, so we'd have two of everything, literally. Yeah, two drummers. <laughs> Two bass players, like a six-person horn section, like mm. just we would have done it, but they said that's too many people. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't be P Funk, couldn't be P Funk, which I did get to play with them one time, Whoa. which is pretty fire, which is pretty fire. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you 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 go to battle the bands as a fourteen-piece band or one of two fourteen-piece yeah, yeah, bands. Yeah, how did your how did your band do? I think my band won that year. Whoa, yeah, one of the I think we did it two years Mm -hmm. and then after that we just started doing our own thing and Mm -hmm. playing our own gigs and you know whatever being in high school well did do you remember what your first like gig was like that was not academic focused like that was like just a party or like a real show or something um i used to play gigs with my dad in this reggae band oh really yeah (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool it's funny because like all these like 50 plus year old men just <laughs> like the dude back then the dude was recording the the rehearsals on tape he'd like 
stop the tape and click it and like flip it and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude it's like dude you don't got an ipod yeah <laughs> like you can figure this out man <laughs> like this is ancient technology yo yeah it's yeah it's, it's fun fun times you know yeah yeah was um so playing in a in a band like that like a reggae band so in mm-hmm. school you're learning what kind of music like jazz or just like a little bit of everything or um mostly jazz okay um how did uh did like did learning jazz translate to being able to play reggae is it pretty like um similar honest instrument honestly um my hardest time as a musician i think has just been breaking out of that mold okay of jazz not in the sense of not playing it but just knowing when to turn it on like flip the switch because mm. there's a certain level of playing like what I, they always say play what the music needs right so um it's just like a thing where i'd find myself being in reggae bands or mm. playing a reggae band it wouldn't sound good because i wouldn't shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> you know just like just like learning it's like really just learning the idiom of any genre but then also understanding how you fit mm. Learning how to play in a thirty-piece band. Not everybody can play, right? So yeah, like kind of figuring out like the give and take, like yeah. what what's kind of the vibe of yeah. what would a, like what's the role of a saxophone in the rest of this song right now? That yeah, or in the situation because right. sometimes, oh, the role my role is supposed to be just chilling, letting the vocalist do this, but oh, the mic doesn't work, or the vocalist can't sing, or the vocalist has no clue, and. Or they just want to vibe. They want to hear you play. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's depending. So you got to adjust, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're called to the front. <laughs> you know, you're, sometimes you're called to the front. Yeah, you got to yeah, be able yeah. to do it. So, yeah. You ever have a moment where everyone in the band just looks at you when you're not playing? Like, are you going to play? Yes. All the, all <laughs> really? of the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot and of I've, pressure. And I also get like people looking at me like why are you on the stage (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's about it depends on the environment but Mm -hmm. yeah like you know just knowing your role and sometimes that's the vibe you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so so let's say you graduate high school what's kind of like your your first steps in the music world like post high school oh post high school so um uh i actually went to berkeley college of music yes did you did you major in uh, saxophone professional music but mainly saxophone okay. yeah and just trying to just get mm-hmm. as many skills that's what college is for yeah meeting a lot of people mm-hmm. hopefully you'll see again totally and <laughs> getting a lot of skills and just mm-hmm. learning yourself so yeah um yeah so prior to going to berkeley i we went up there like every year for the high school competition mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a, it's cool. Like three hundred schools or something like that. And so you, you get to check out all these great bands, and you'd hear about people. Is really like I was really networking on f- MySpace. Like, oh, yeah. checking out their people's stuff. People mm-hmm. who like been playing music and been doing stuff and putting up videos from the early days where mm-hmm. videos weren't like snappy and yeah 4k (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh uh, yeah so going that so i'd been going to boston and checking that out went to that school Mm. cool time that at the school it's fun i don't regret it at all 
uh didn't really like living in boston too much yeah you know <laughs> during that time there's so much madness um what was it the like the terrorist attack oh the marathon yeah, yeah. i remember i was tying my shoes getting ready to go and then my friend who was who i visited in maine he was actually in the prudential center like working at pf chang's oh wow yeah so like right when it happened yeah pretty crazy <laughs> Pretty crazy. So what? But what was? <laughs> so <laughs> going to Berkeley School of Music though, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What were some? Did did you like? Were there when you got there and started getting into into college? Mm-hmm. Did you do you feel like your skill level took a big jump? Were there like new things you learned that you had never touched before? Or? Um, I feel like the performing arts school I went to, it, they their a lot of their musical curriculum was based after a lot of stuff that was happening at Berkeley. Mm-hmm. So I'd already been introduced to that kind of style of teaching and gotcha. pre- 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 preparing for even just classes mm-hmm. and just understanding what skills as being prepared to have, yeah. essentially. Some of them, mm-hmm. like a very small drop. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, also the guy who built my, the program at my high school, jazz program, the theory program and such, he taught at Berkeley too. So and he was like integral teacher there. So you had a pretty. It was probably pretty easy to adjust to that. It's still hard. It's it's just like it just. Well, the thing is, is like a bigger pond, you know. Right, right. There's people who were like famous, fucking famous. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And or their parents are like famous musicians, or their uncles, whatever industry. They're you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you just see another level of musicianship. Totally. A whole other level. And the thing about it, it doesn't matter how good anybody is. Every fucking person got humbled. (laughs) Every, doesn't matter how good you are. You got humbled in some sort of way, definitely musically, in any kind of way. Musically, Mm -hmm. you as a person, like, how people like working with you, like you get humbled and <laughs> you, whether you want to admit it or not, it happens. You oh, know? totally. So, yeah. I went into, I, I went to engineering school mm-hmm. and at the end of high school, I like started like doing some at home, like electrical projects. Like I was kind of curious about coding and like mm-hmm. circuits and putting some of this stuff together. And I was like, I feel like I'm the only person who's like doing this. Then I went to college mm-hmm. for electrical engineering. Oh, and I yeah. was like, Oh, I'm like I'm like a dumb rock compared to some of these yeah, kids. Sounds like, like, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't you say dumb rock, man. I'm just saying like when you have people who have been doing it and they have other people there around that have been doing it. Yeah. And then those people were around somebody else that was doing it. And then, oh, the other person, oh, their grandfather invented the thing to whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, you can't compare, we can't compare ourselves to that. And like, yeah. Some people are set up to be super successful. Like, it's totally fucking meant for them Excalibur type shit. There was like, yeah, I, I had the, it was the exact same experience because yeah. it was just like, I would see some of these kids who were just like so rich and like had like clearly like their whole family was in this world and be like, yeah, we're doing projects on the weekend. We're going to learn how to code apps and you're going to get money and you're not even out of high school and you're yep. paying your bills. Like, yep. These like crazy things, and I got to college. I was like, "Whoa, I'm here to learn how this works and maybe get a job." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel that that like hum- I, like I can't imagine the humbling experience of like 
you're like going to school for your creative talent mm-hmm. and then being around people who also do the same thing in that regard. It's well, it's so funny because like for people, music or just doing art in general, mm-hmm. they, 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 the questions you get when you go to school for that or like when you do that, yeah, they're like, oh, so, um, when you go to Berkeley, do you, what do you do? You just like play music all day? It's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. You do play music most of the day, but mm. I still got to be a human. Yeah. I still got to like, excuse me. I still have to, um, you know, know my craft. Know like when you, you know, when you go to school for anything, you got to know the ins and outs of like mm. everything and just like, Knowing who certain notable people are, knowing theories. Mm-hmm. Everybody has theories they need to know. Yeah. They may not call it it, but you got to know it. The other people who have been on here who've gone to music school also mentioned that there's like a bit of history that oh, you end up you, learning. You, if you, man, you don't want to end up like Pharrell when Stevie Wonder went up there to play with him. He, he, Pharrell got asked to play with Stevie Wonder live. And Pharrell did not know Stevie's music. He did not. <laughs> it's like one of the most popular. It was like, do I do or superstition? He did not know it. And he just like up there faking it. Like, oh my God. It's like one of those kind of things. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, it, you, it, you just want to be able to, yeah. Like, I haven't really found myself that crazy unprepared mm. for a situation, but it does happen. So, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's also life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I can't imagine, like, being that caliber of musician and being asked to do a song like that. Like, they got to give you some forewarning. There's not... I guess Um, he wasn't spurred. When you are talking about the most... Like, you know how much money I've made off of playing Stevie Wonder's music and I haven't had to pay him a dime? (laughs) Bro, thank you, Beyonce. Thank you, Stevie Wonder. (laughs) Any top 40s... When I can pay my rent, my mm. high ass New York rent, f- to cover it, and and you don't even see any of that money, and you still have oceans of money and like success and fame, it's yeah, that's just what that is. But also, you just know you just gotta know. Yeah, it's what I'm saying you just gotta know certain music. Right, right. It's like it sucks. It sucks because like. No one says to an electrician, no, you just got to know the whatever. No, if an electrician does a bad job, you say, fuck that dude, calling you a different <laughs> electrician. Yeah. <laughs> Musicians, it's, uh, we're going to scathe you. So, so you, you play in a lot of, like, you mentioned, like, freelance type gigs. So, like, yeah. you do events, mm-hmm. weddings, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, do you just have, like, a huge log of, like, here's, like, 120 songs that I will, that are almost always going to get asked for? Um, I mean, you just, you, eventually, it's, it's even, Usually, uh, you usually you'll average playing at least fifty mm-hmm. songs a wedding. That's just you okay. can count on. Yeah, some of them are mashups. A lot of so like you'll play like five of them in a row mm-hmm. with the same, it's the same chords. <laughs> All them songs. I put my saxophone down and I go get a drink. <laughs> Not really. Sometimes if they allow me, but it's that's just what the vibe is, mm-hmm. you know. So, but um. It's more like you just know that for that gig anyway, for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like you just know that's what they're gonna call. It's like anything that's tight. Like yeah. doors, doors open. I've already played that for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool fucking song. 
it's like harder than you would expect it to be actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah uh there's that then there's just like certain songs that i've played for so long mm-hmm. um in certain settings like there's certain jazz songs that like i'll know and honestly i just have to i have to brush up on some you just have to go back and brush up on stuff and just mm-hmm. go relearn stuff because Sure, if you were to sit me down and say, okay, we're going to play every song you know. If we had like some magical band that knew every song that I knew, I know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's a lot. Even if it's like me like, uh, I think I know this one. I can like dance through it. Yeah. It's it's definitely over 100. Yeah. Definitely over 100. Wow. It's, yeah. Especially, like, I feel like this is this is something that happens to me with like, like stand-up jokes is mm-hmm. like even if it's a joke i haven't done in a long time yeah once i say the first sentence it all like snaps ah, into place yeah and it's like oh i remember yeah. all this and yeah. then <laughs> the thing is since it's you know it's like you learn something so well that you forget it mm-hmm. you just oh i come back to it you attack it a different way you kind of change the joke a little bit yeah yep. or to fit the room too yeah you know <laughs> i understand com- com- comedy and jazz especially go very hand in hand so oh, you think so oh dude like you seen Mo Better Blues? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> arguably people say this is Spike Lee's worst movie. Okay. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious to think, but it's also a good insight into like jazz musicians, like how mm-hmm. slightly kind of how some people live. Not every one of us lives like like that, <laughs> but like it's um. It's really good. You should definitely Mo Better Blues. Okay, check that out for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Write that down. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> but you think uh, the jazz music, jazz and comedy are kind of uh... oh, they used to be a lot of these old uh, shows that you see all these jazz musicians that are on. Mm-hmm. It was like night shows, you know, like yeah. Oh, David, that's you, true. You know, and it's, the difference is they'd have the full band because they have a. Full fucking band you know it's <laughs> yeah. big bands baby right right you know and just like or like whatever mm. so yeah so like they go hand in hand like i've done a couple comedy shows oh nice before yeah just like oh yeah and then they just have us play like a song mm. or an intro between you know yep kind of makes it so that you guys don't have to book nine of y'all to get paid <laughs> you know it's like you guys bring some people you guys can do that you guys can take your time sip your drink Point point of the band and crack a joke on us, and then yeah. you know, just like a nice back and flow, back and forth. There's yeah. actually I've seen. There's only I've only been to one comedy show that had a jazz band. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy Phil Risden, I think mm-hmm. that was the comedian who produced it. But mm-hmm. it was like this rooftop comedy show. It was my first time at his show in particular. Yeah, and they had a guy with like an upright bass. Mm-hmm. I think they had a saxophonist, and then maybe like someone on like guitar or something. Yeah, but it was like. They were just playing when they were setting up the show, yeah. and then they do the intros, the outros. Some comedians were even like, "You can you can play during my set," and I was like, "This is so nice! Yeah, what a nice touch!" It's 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 something that I was trying to actually do prior to the pandemic, like mm-hmm. develop something like that. Like, mm-hmm. cause I feel like um, one as a musician, as an instrumental musician, an artist, mm-hmm. people really love words. and i get it you know people really love words and that element and also i don't know do you want to like i enjoy playing Mm -hmm. but like when your passion is also your job are you really trying to 
work for four straight hours. Right. Like tell four straight hours of jokes or do straight four hours of cleaning or cooking or lawyering or just i mean <laughs> if you do hard labor like manual labor that's a little different you, right y'all get like benefits <laughs> and, shit and whatever but um yeah like even do it but even that doing anything for four straight hours you're taking a break right or right you take a break in the middle of that you know so like like with the bigger events you do when you're playing continuously for like that long do you well, like cycle people out and some well, you, or the four hour ones are the bar gigs, you know? Right, right, right. You know, because I know you're running into this people who aren't taking those old gigs anymore mm-hmm. because places aren't paying and they could get away with it before. But now we've figured out a way to not need yeah. <laughs> that shit. And you yeah. just say, no, actually give me money. I brought in 15 people. They mm-hmm. all bought everything. Yeah. Service is terrible. Um, and you are keeping the bar and you're only giving me what or a percentage of the what come on yeah come on yeah i get that so to mitigate that right we have more people you know you book more people but like Mm -hmm. there's a better way to do it than to just you know confined to just music or just comedy you gotta mix and match because that's how new york used to be that is true you know you go to a show, it'd be Art Blakey, and then it'd be Led Zeppelin after. <laughs> I'll show you that record. Yeah. It's like Art, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messages. Art Blakey was playing on this rock kit. They recorded this Whoa. album, live album. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you, but if you look at the the bill of, from that night, it's like Elton John. No, I don't think it's Elton John, but I know it's like Led Zeppelin and shit <laughs> at that time. And yeah, it was like wow. really, it's like silly. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not like that. It would be like a lot of fun to have like kind of like a mixed format show because like yeah. in the comedy world we get very hung up on like a comedy show is just a comedy show. We got a we got a couple friends mm-hmm. who start doing a new show called Fun Gutter, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a comedy show with a house punk band. So the oh, punk I feel like I heard about oh yeah, um, they like open yeah. up and then at the end of the comedy they do like a full set. Full that's sick. It was it was a blast. See. I saw this other one where it's more like R and B esque. Okay, but um, the the thing is, um, the band they're cool and they're good, but it's just I don't know. It's it's like a weird situation. The dude was working there, then he got fired, but then he's still playing. Yeah, so it got kind of <laughs> weird. But I don't know. I, is like interesting because the host is a, is a black dude, but mm-hmm. then it's just like I don't know, bro. You need to have a black band. Mm-hmm. No shade. These guys are really good, but I don't know. There's some. There's an element to it, you know. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like there are black country artists, Darius Rucker, right? That okay. yeah, but generally, generally, it's a white dude with a guitar. Right, right. You know, but like I don't know. So I feel like certain music, especially black music, because I don't know. There's been a lot of appropriation of it, mm-hmm. a lot of black things. So, right. and it's it's like no shade to them, but if you're gonna have like a band, if you're white dudes, and you're gonna have, especially if it's all white dudes, mm-hmm. even no black dudes, or women mm-hmm. or like any kind of 
what's not being represented everywhere. Right. Like, what are you doing? Right. You, right how right. are you going to play James Brown, then mess it up, and then, you know? Did you say this was an R&B band? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I'm t- d- pulling from multiple things, but, oh, like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just, like, have at least an average white band, you know? Like, literally <laughs> one black dude. Like, that's the funniest part of it. I didn't know that for a while. Like, oh, yeah. the average white band has one black dude. That makes sense. That's, like, most bands I've... A lot of bands I've been in before. Yeah. So. I feel like that's uh, something you should pay attention to. Like... Yeah. They're... they're like, this, this also happens in comedy. Like, mm-hmm. comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very committed to having a diverse lineup of, like, let's, like, get more representation. Like, let's get women. Let's get, like, yeah. some LGBT. Let's get people of color, yeah. whatever. Because mm-hmm. then I'll see other comedy shows where people will be like, such a fun gig. It'll be all the comedians together. It's like, do you only know white people? Like, did you, yeah. do you even try? We live in New York yeah, City. Yeah, <laughs> bro. It's, it's not hard. Just throw yourself outside. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go to, go to a deli. Go to a deli? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, this one band wedding group i will play with sometimes mm-hmm. they told this one drummer they're like yeah man we would have you but we can't call we can't have too many white guys in the band <laughs> and it's really hilarious because like a lot of these weddings too it's really yeah. funny because it'll be me and then anywhere from two to four singers mm-hmm. and all the singers are it's like usually one guy one girl and then the guy is not always, but is gay, right? Mm-hmm. Which is cool because gay dudes know how to have fucking fun. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Like yeah, performing yeah. and like the, it's really important, especially when you're working with somebody, yeah, to have some back and forth, some fucking personality, right? You right. know, just. You know, we got to like make people believe like we're having fun, even mm-hmm. though this is the third wedding. This weekend yeah and you're <laughs> ass tired and this is the th- f- the second or third dress or mm. suit you sweat through and <laughs> the food is disgusting and cold and all kinds of things that the sound is bad no we you know that back and forth is super crucial mm-hmm. yeah always got to have fun with it yeah it's important it is man it's <laughs> you know and it adds it adds a little something to your life when you have a more diverse group of people oh yeah you know totally i mean i'm from colorado and it's like (laughs) it's like white and hispanic oh yeah 50 50 yeah that's pretty much it it's like there's like pockets of diversity and stuff but not like a lot and i was telling my mom the other day i was talking on the phone i was like just being in new york city has been like and being around all these people and all these different cultures and religions and languages Mm -hmm. and everything it's like the best i'm like how do you how do you leave this after that? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why most people from New York, right? They don't really leave, right? But if they do, they go run around and explore all over the place, right? Yeah, I mean, like, how could you not? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, just in my like two and a half years here, it's like you know how many other foods that I never even knew yeah. existed yeah. that I've learned about here. Yeah. <laughs> So you've only been living here for two and a half years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. so I'm still relatively new, but... So, at least you got to see the old New York. <laughs> you got to actually see, like, going and getting a slice means, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got, like, I think I had eight or nine months here before the pandemic hit. And it's pretty, it's pretty 
bro, the city was booming. I was making so much money. Really? <laughs> yeah, because, oh, also one of the other jobs I do, shameless promotion, I do walk dogs. Nice. So I was doing that, you know. <laughs> I'll, show you, I'll show you some pictures. But, yeah, I had, like, I have a picture. I have, like, eight, seven, <laughs> just all sitting, you know. That was like pre pandemic. That was yeah. probably the number one comedian job in the city. Bro, it was dog walking, bro, dog sitting. You would, bro, you would get, you'd wake up, wake your ass up early from the show before, whatever, get your shit by 10, walk, pick up the poop, play with the dog, say hey, make sure all the doors are locked. Awesome. And you'd be done by three or four. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you get paid, you made your whole rent in a week yeah it was going or Mm -hmm. so it's just like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna act ridiculous (laughs) oh my god i just take pictures of dogs and just show off and just (laughs) what but yeah it's um so yeah i do so that's something i do do Mm -hmm. right now uh I just actually got another client like down the street from here. Nice. Ironically. Nice. Yeah. This is a great uh, neighborhood to walk dogs into. Yeah. See, I'm on the other side where it's like they're throwing Molotov cocktails into delis. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other side of what? Of um, Atlantic and Fulton. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, bleep, bleep those out because we can't have people know where we live. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> it's it's pretty obvious. Like we like if you if you were like a weekly listener, you could yeah. you could definitely pinpoint it. Cause nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I don't live around Fulton though. Don't 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 at me. It's crazy. <laughs> no, I, I, what I always tell people is like over here, it's like the the streets are beautiful because you have these oh, brownstones yeah. and the trees. They're beautiful, but the avenues madness oh yeah <laughs> bro it's like how can you be like okay we're gonna walk for one block it's gonna be beautiful and then watch your back and then we're gonna walk another beautiful block and then watch your back again <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> but this, i mean it's crazy it's crazy i mean we're it's because it, where you it's pretty quiet where we are right now yeah see i where i live i'm i'm on the front of the building mm-hmm. it's only three units but it's so quiet Nice. It's so quiet. I used to live in Bushwick. That thing was, that place is loud. Madness. <laughs> yeah. And I lived on like the hottest block too. Yeah. Yes. Or like Myrtle or. Uh... Um, I was on Knickerbocker, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that shit was. Cr- oh, man. And like, yeah. And it's the middle of the pandemic. So nobody was going outside. Everybody's blasted. We're blasting loud music. 25 hours a day like <laughs> nonstop. yeah i remember the first time i visited new york city mm-hmm. i stayed in an airbnb over in bushwick by irving square park yep the little one <laughs> yeah and this this irving Air- square oh the um where the church is i think so yeah it's oh, like a, that's it's just... right that's exactly where i live okay yeah, yeah oh yeah. my god so like literally yeah. this is 2017 i'm there for yeah. like two nights or something mm-hmm. and a I have come in from Denver and the first night I was there, I spent all day doing the touristy shit and mm-hmm. then came back to the Airbnb and there was a barbershop across the street mm-hmm. that was like, like nightclub energy mm-hmm. until like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this yeah. place? Like- <laughs> a, that's the, the little Dominican spots, bro. They just be, <laughs> they should be in there, especially is in the summertime. Oh yeah. Yeah. So everyone's outside. Right. And there's hookah everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, I did not like. Bro, you should have just gone, joined them. <laughs> That's what you should have done. See, I think this is a, uh, I think this is like a, definitely like a, a very American white experience where I'm like, <laughs> a barbershop can be a hang. No, no, oh, no, no, yeah. no. A barbershop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you go right. in, you give them some money, you make some small talk, you tip them and you leave. There's oh. no like, why oh, would bro. I go chill? No, there, no. You know? The barbershops I used to go to, bro, they have 2K set up. <laughs> You'd be in there. They have another TV with movies. They'd have a bar. Someone will come and get, you know, that yeah. it's. You need to get, man, we need to bring you to a black barbershop, get you a nice fade, okay? We'll figure it out. <laughs> like, I, I would be, like, really curious, and I'd be open to it, but it's kind of, like, especially moving here, I had to find a new barber, and I was oh, like... Oh, I'm looking for one right now. I was like, okay. I don't know, like, who to go to. I was like, because there's... Just, this... just get the high fade. So, yeah, I, I found some uh, Russian guys in East Village that my buddy recommended, yeah. and they're really good, and they they, like... They give no matter who it is, they give me the exact same haircut and it looks good. I'm like, all right, I'm sticking with you guys. The consistency. See, this is the thing about it, bro. This is where I get jealous of white dudes. (laughs) Y'all just like, it's good. Yeah. Or just get a cut and it's good. It's like, or don't do it. It's good. I'm just see, I. I don't take care of my hair. I get cloned. I gotta wear a hat. I gotta. <laughs> my hat game is strong, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I go in there. I go uh, one on the sides and back, and exactly. then go down to like a half inch on top. I don't know. Yeah, figure it out. See, I gotta like, I gotta test the barber. I gotta like, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there's like a app so you can see barbers in the area and see their stuff, and they'll put pictures of their work up. And I'm just like looking. I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. That's the same. That's that's five people with the same shaped head and kind of hair. Nope. Like, <laughs> it's not my hair. Okay. Like it's it's a dance, man. It's stressful. It is. It's like it is just just like finding someone that like cut, does your hair well and that is like tolerable to be around where you don't hate the experience of being yeah they don't talk too much and the barber just like talking and talking to people (laughs) eating fucking shrimp and come back taking a phone call see like for me it's like all like it's for some reason i don't know what what is the russians but they're like the white people barbers like russians always but really and they're always like they'll like speak to each other in russian and my my name is maxim but to them it's maxim and they're like oh maxim you speak russian i'm like no i'm sorry and then they're disappointed and then we sit in silence (laughs) but it's like it's like this like it's like a for some people it's like there's like an awkward silence but for a lot of these guys it's like a business professional silence like you just chill yeah like we're gonna sit in silence he's gonna watch this some soccer and just do my hair like (laughs) see i'm also the kind of dude i'll just if it's that deathly quiet i'll just start talking to him like yeah bro so (laughs) yeah my day is pretty fucking crazy I can't. My, my like hearing kind of like my hearing kind of sucks. And when, oh, especially when they, when they have the the clippers by my ear and yeah. they ask me a question, I'll just pretend I didn't hear because <laughs> like, I don't understand. All I hear is buzzing, and then I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'll just speak louder, man. You want to <laughs> really care that much? I get I get shy about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I'm curious about this too. You mentioned like playing a lot of gigs. Yeah. What? So when do you start playing like weddings and stuff? How do you get into freelance saxophony? Ooh, that's that was a interesting situation. Uh, living in Boston mm-hmm. for like six years, um, 
that's like the main work up there and they kind of undercharge you, underpay you up there. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, so it's always a thing where they're looking for people, but um it is just a matter of just learning the repertoire. Mm -hmm. But also um people want to get, take a flyer on you, mm -hmm. you know. Um and this is like something I learned that I think I always knew, but like I was kind of always deterred from, which is you have to hang. Yeah, know? yeah. You have to stay till two two thirty because that's when we work between eight and twelve, right? Yeah, so yeah. you, at like any other job, you know, if you work till four thirty, four three thirty, four o'clock, you're gonna stay for twenty thirty forty minutes, maybe just chatting it up, you know. Mm -hmm. With your coworkers, you gotta. That's the time to network and do all that stuff. Right. So, well, how did you get your first like gig like that? Did someone like bring you in um, that knew you or? Um, I don't even remember my first wedding. To be yeah. honest, yeah, I've, I've done <laughs> so, so many. many. <laughs> yeah, like we definitely over a hundred. Like absolutely, wow. over a hundred, maybe two hundred. So, I don't even know. So honest. I'm guessing it's like a thing where it's like. Like you mentioned, like you 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 do the gig, you hang after, mm -hmm. and then maybe you meet some people at the wedding, or you talk to the other musicians, and then you kind of yep. just get more gigs yep. based on that. Yeah, and um, yeah, I know a lot of people who their whole network is through the wedding and entertainment mm -hmm. companies and such. Right. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. So it's just a matter of just. Yeah, because the thing is, when you start playing with people regularly, mm -hmm. you you should build camaraderie. Right. Because you'll be like, oh, you hate playing all these weddings too? Let's go do something else. Right, right. And like, <laughs> but you have the backing of playing together all the time, mm. also doing business with each other all the time. Yeah. Three, making money, knowing that you can be in a room with somebody who understands what it is to make money mm -hmm. and the rules of engagement, so to speak. Yeah, super crucial. That's, Definitely, that's like because you know, as you get higher and higher in any profession, everybody's fucking good. Yeah, everybody's fucking amazing, but nobody is wants to call Kanye to come to the birthday party. Like they <laughs> might, they might, but like he might show, he might not show, he might show up wasted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like shout out. No, no shade to Kanye, but like you know, like can you? Can I work with you and not get mad? Yeah. <laughs> can, can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah. And, you know, and that's what that is. So, mm. yeah, developing that stuff is really valuable, especially on a, your own project, you know? Totally. So. I think that's like a lot of a lot of people I talk to on this show, kind mm -hmm. of a similar experience. It's like you do the thing you love for fun. Mm -hmm. You start making a little bit of money from it. And mm -hmm. then you have to figure out, like you said, these rules of engagement. Like, mm -hmm. how do we make more money? How do we market this? How do mm -hmm. we, like, bring people in? Yeah. How do I demand my fair rate? Stuff yeah. like that. Because also, by doing weddings and, like, corporate parties, mm -hmm. essentially, they're, they're the same thing to me. Right, right. Um, you, um, you get a sense of what people actually want. You know, because mm -hmm. the people you're playing for, which is what I enjoy the most about these gigs, is it's not musicians. You know how we get into yeah, the, yeah. okay, we're going to do comedy to more comedians. Awesome. That think they can just do this better. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's guilty as charged as well. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah, just, yeah, just... Sorry, <laughs> a little bit of thought. 
But yeah, it's like yeah. you get to have more fun in front of people who don't know yeah. everything about what you're doing. Yeah, like, and who will actually hire you. Right. And that, that's something that is interesting like with comedy that we kind of run into here is like you practice your jokes at open mics in front mm-hmm. of only comedians. Mm-hmm. Only comedians think they're funnier than you or they don't, they're more critical because mm-hmm. they're in it. So mm-hmm. the jokes will be really tough. If you get a good laugh at an open mic, then you bring that to a show, it's going to kill. So yeah. like the bar gets raised a lot, but also because comedians are around so many other comedians all the time, yeah. all of us are like, but am I really special? I kind of suck. Then you forget that people who aren't yeah. constantly submerged in our world yeah. would pay you to do it because they're like, this is so cool. He tells jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. Kind of similar idea. It's, yeah, it's similar, but the thing about music is that everybody thinks they're a fucking musician. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, like I'll just play gigs and this dude is doesn't know, like, doesn't know the difference between major and minor mm-hmm. and i think i might say that because i can think you understand what that means like there, <laughs> there's a fucking difference yeah and he you might be able to even hear it <laughs> you know and this guy's playing guitar and he can't hear i mean you know he's got like two kids he's just like getting back into guitar cool mm. cool but like i can have that's playing with him was such a fun gig even though that was the case, yeah, is more fun than some gigs that I play with some of the best musicians or just really? jams. Yeah, because it's like freeing. You know, they're actually mm. having fun, right? You right. know, they're they're <laughs> not they're not they're not they're not uh jaded, yeah, to by the industry, and yeah. So, that's the only difference with music. It's like if you can play it, you can do it. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. Do you have any um of all the events, weddings, corporate gigs you've mm-hmm. played? Do you have like a, a any favorites that stand out? Favorites. Do you have any like best gigs or any worst gigs? Um, I got fired for drinking at this Christmas party. What? This Christmas gig? Yeah. Is definitely some racist ass shit. It's really what it was. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like we I had played that gig uh, the year before. Yeah. It was like the anniversary of like me ha- having joined this band. Mm. Ironically, right? <laughs> like, keep in mind it's like ice sculpture, massive like tree that could fit in your apartment. Right. Like, laying right. down. Yeah. Right. That's just one of the ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And. uh the guy had like five of the crazy rare cars. Mm. The the other Christmas tree in the garage had like cigars and nips on it. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on like a spinning like mirror. Like it's just so much. <laughs> yeah, so very fun gig. And ironically, the band leader who loved to drink, Irish guy, proud mm. Irish blonde guy. He. Gave a, he handed out all of us like Fireball. Fireball is big at the time, mm-hmm. you know. So whatever, we're, we're playing a holiday gig for this crazy rich person, right? And then like, I'm pretty sure my homie, who's in the band, he definitely bangs like the hairdresser's daughter or some like, and he stayed. He like actually stayed over and like had brunch with them. Like, oh my god, ridiculous. So that's how I know <laughs> it was like crazy some weird racist shit so what you were you were just like drinking after your set or something and they... it was like well first of all 
the who whoever her event right she she had one of those glasses that fits a whole bottle of wine okay yeah you know one of them chalices and yeah, she was just yeah. like telling me she's like telling me to i don't know she, i don't know she had an eye on me or something but it's also her fucking house so that's just you know to dance with the devil for sure so what she like she was like you got to drink from this enormous wine glass like no nah, no nah, she just wanted me to like she was essentially telling me to sh- prance and chuck and jive, dude. Like it's like pretty ridiculous. It's like, uh, is it's silly because like they they wanted me to play cowbell and do all kinds of you know like slide mm. on my knees, but then you're gonna pay me less than every okay. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna like yeah. It's is weird. It's, it's so, so yeah. how they how they fire you? They called me like the next day or the day after and they said yeah that was acceptable da 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 and i only had like three or like three or four more gigs at the band before i was gonna be like done yeah and they just took me off so i like lost like wait so the the band fired you yeah not not the well she complained and then from there they fired me wait so what'd she complain about oh that i was drinking oh my god God. at a holiday party (laughs) yeah I mean, I don't know. Like, I get it. We can be, you know, musicians can be mules and drink up the whole mm-hmm. bar, whatever. Okay, but like, listen, I was not any more drunk than she was. Yeah, not even close. Damn, not even close. That's fucked up. But you know, that's the hand that fit, fed me mm-hmm. that the one last time. So. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll bite. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you, uh, any other gigs that stand out? Any crazy stories? Crazy any... stories. Hmm. Did you like? Actually, okay. Let me ask this. So, someone books you and your mm-hmm. the band you're playing with for a wedding. Mm-hmm. What's the best client like for a wedding gig? Like, what do you the like? Best client? Like, let's say, like, okay, like I'm getting married. I hire your band. If I could be the perfect customer, what would it be like? Well. It perfect customer yeah. right now in this situation where I'm at. One, you're in Manhattan. Okay. <laughs> one, I know I'm making money. All yeah, right. yeah. Two, you have me playing for your wedding ceremony, your reception, and the cocktail hour. Just the whole thing. The whole thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um,. We can drink as much as we want. You guys, you guys <laughs> are like feeding us. You guys are like feeding us shots, like walking up and like we're doing yeah, a yeah. shot with y'all, the bride and groom, as a band in, in the middle of the set. Like, yeah, 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 falling over drinks. Yeah, right, but responsibly falling over. Right. right? <laughs> uh, oh, you give a steak if I ask for it. <laughs> no wedding chicken. I don't know. I I've been po- I have to post. Some other ones. I have some other ones, but I have a thing. I post with a wedding chicken, mm-hmm. man. The palest, <laughs> broiled on top, you know, kind of wet and pale on the bottom. Yeah. With the asparagus. <laughs> you know, you guys, I know you guys can, I know some people's mouths are watering right now, but it's not, it's not what the guests eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say all the weddings I've been to, mm-hmm. uh, underwhelming. And it's what's funny though. So I, I'm vegan. I've mm-hmm. been vegan for almost nine years. Nope. 
whenever I go to a wedding, I'm like the special exception meal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's funny is I go to these weddings that are catered, but a lot of times it'll be at a restaurant or a hotel. Yeah. And they'll cook the vegan thing there instead of the catered group. Yeah. So the last few weddings I've been at, my food has been way better than oh, yeah. everybody else's. Oh, yeah. Because like caters, caters are cool mm-hmm. when you have to deal with a lot of people, but listen, bro. That's a mass-produced meat. <laughs> I mean, it's, meals. You know? It doesn't look good sometimes. It's like this is like the this is the best moment of these people's lives, and this is the best they got on food. <laughs> well, when you have to buy it per plate. Oh yeah, you know that's why if you go to like an Indian wedding, it's like buffet style. Buffet style, come get it, kind yeah. of thing. But also, I've been to so many weddings where the the buffet like hors d'oeuvres are better than the actual meal. I'm like, yeah, yeah. can you just bring those out and just put it on trays and we'll just go at it yeah (laughs) like yeah like those are those are some of the best weddings like they like oh like when they it's like hour four of the reception and they Mm -hmm. pay for extra time or whatever and they just break out the waffle fries and like chicken sandwiches like (laughs) i'm serious people go crazy for their reception so this one would make a you know just unlimited food walking towards you mm-hmm. drinks walking towards you you guys have to do a song <laughs> bride and groom i love that stuff let me put my horn down and watch y'all rock the crowd better than we can because yeah <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> you know watch you guys w- w- be what we're doing mm-hmm. you know it's, it's fun so for mm-hmm. in terms of um like song requests yeah how much control of the playlist do you in a wedding band like to have do you like to just have a client who's like i you can just play whatever but like we want like these three songs or do you want someone who's like here's the list of everything Mm. we want played um i'm usually not in the room right that's usually a year out right 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 but um a lot of times they they let the couple pick every song wow yeah, like even like depending on how specific, because you have to think about it, it's wedding planners, the bride's mom, you you know, it's not yeah. just the bride and groom decide right. things. So, yeah. uh, a lot of times they'll pick the songs for like the playlist, so the band goes on break or have like some special songs on recorded, you know, mm-hmm. to make it simpler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and then like the ones that the band actually plays, usually most bands are going to be playing a lot of the same music because people want to hear a lot of the same stuff unless, but then there's like different types of band. There's like a rock wedding band. I've played Mm -hmm. in those. Those are cool, but I don't, usually that's like me doing them a favor kind of because it's just different set of music. Mm -hmm. And honestly, some music that I hadn't really heard before, yeah, which isn't terrible, but I don't play as much. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's like hip hop. Like a lot of the younger wedding band is like oh there's somebody rapping really yeah whoa damn near yeah like <laughs> a white boy with blue blonde hair blue eyes <laughs> doing like biggie verses and jay-z verses it's fucking <laughs> hilarious like at tempo wow. like yeah it's pretty cool and then there's like the oldies like r&b ones where mm. it's like yeah this wedding band i they had steps for each of their sets they had different dance moves they do like two or three wardrobe changes in a gig whoa yeah it was, it was ridiculous it had me looking like hamilton for this <laughs> new year's gig yeah that's that's intense it's uh yeah and it's the thing is like i'm like oh shit trying to like get these steps and 
you know? Because <laughs> cause they also run tracks, too. So they have tracks pre-recorded. They, right. And they have, like, a light lights that are pre-recorded. The drummer's singing with a headset on. He's, like, triggering the tracks, starting and stopping and spinning his sticks and just, like, yeah. It's just, like, you know, older dudes, you yeah. know? They got clothes that, like, they don't even make anymore. They had these, like, double-breasted <laughs> suit vests. Yeah. <laughs> from, like, the 70s. Like, high collar. Like, they all have, like, different colors. So long they've been together for. I'm like, dude, I want one. And then, like, the guitar player, he's, like, the newest. is a white dude. And he uh, he had a, he took a suit, cut the sleeves off, and just, like, kind of stitched it. <laughs> and did it. I think his wife did it. it. I mean, it looked good. But, like, those dudes, it just looked like... Like a seventies or like nineties <laughs> like long suit jacket vest. <laughs> like yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, man. It makes me want to go shopping, you know. <laughs> Shit. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's so like so I recently interviewed a, a chef mm-hmm. who caters weddings. Actually, you probably know him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh so for do you for all the weddings you've done? What's the what's the best food you've had at a wedding for all these gigs? Because you said you've done wow. like hundreds. Yeah. Um. Man, it's kind of hard to say. It's just like when you just get for me, it's when I just get the the most expensive thing, which is usually the steak, and it's good. <laughs> because like a lot of places, they I'll ask for a steak, right? I'll ask for a steak and they won't, they'll say, oh, that's expensive or whatever because right. they, they have to pay for it or whatever. Or, but with people's food being able to like eat, you know, like, oh, people can't eat certain things. Right, right. They've been, they've come laxed on it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But yeah, when you s- decide to spend that money so I can eat good. Yeah. Because I have to be here, and See, I can't go anywhere. So, like a little bit of that appreciation goes like a it long does, way. Yeah, man. you know, you want me to eat good? <laughs> like when you come to my house, yeah, you can eat good. You're not. I'm not going to eat. Give you Cheetos off the floor, right? You right, know? right. Come that on. makes sense. That makes sense. I'm not, I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying you know, but yeah, like yeah. So that's that's what it is. Mm. You know, if you're eating, if I'm eating what you're eating, that's that's all I want. Because even if I after I do that and I eat that, I still have like, especially some of these other weddings are like an hour away, two hours away, or more sometimes. I'm going to be driving home or somewhere else. I'm hungry because right. I've just been sweating for three and a half mm-hmm. hours, and I'm hungry again. So I have to go to this Waffle House. Yeah, regardless of what I eat, <laughs> it's always the worst. Like I joke about this with like Lee. It's like we like going to a wedding and leaving and not being full it's like it's, what was the point yeah like, well, <laughs> like well that's why some of these high and higher end weddings they like the last one i did they we played and they had like another bar area that they had people go to and they had another after party mm-hmm. they had chick-fil-a sandwiches going around that's for so people. dope ridiculous i went to a reception one time yeah uh the small smaller wedding that was like in a small church but their reception they had like a party at a chipotle so they like oh. uh, so they like hooked it up with burritos and everything i was like that's that's cool <laughs> that's so they dope. decked it out at a 
checked out this Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like they just rented out the restaurant for like a four hour window or something. They like that's dope. shut it down private. Everyone got food. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's an interesting one for sure. They had a sitar player. We played board games. It was oh, that's chill. a different. That's different. it was different vibe. Not like yeah. a party party, but yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. The party party is cool, but like, I don't even hang out with people that do party like yeah. that. Yeah. So um yeah like I'll play a game of spades you know mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like I I love weddings weddings are like my green light like just all right you're gonna get drunk and you're gonna mm. hang I'll talk to some old people I'll talk to old people for days <laughs> yeah um I have been to very few weddings as a guest. Really? Like, yeah, <laughs> weddings to me, even like my family, like I'm always working. They're asking oh. me to play something or do something else. Or I'm like, okay, sure, but <laughs> I'd love to just be a guest and like I, I don't even know how to do that. Like, oh, I can just go and <laughs> sit. And... If you were invited to a wedding as a guest, you'd probably have your sacks in your trunk and be like, oh, I should come up. I mean, <laughs> if it's my friends, yeah, I probably just gonna yeah. have it anyway. Yeah, Delilah's gotta come anywhere yeah <laughs> not today though she's chilling <laughs> but uh yeah i mean yeah just yeah i would love to know what that feels like to just get absurdly drunk and watch someone i really care about have the best day of their life it's nice yeah. i've only been to like I think like four or five okay. in my life. Yeah. And it's like once every like two years. And it's yeah. like, yes, yes. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm like, it's this is the only time where I'm like jealous of people who have like forty cousins. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, I no, wanna no, go to no, a wedding. No. All you the don't time. you don't you don't want forty cousins. You know why, man? That's a lot of gifts. <laughs> that is a lot that's, of gifts. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a what? Four, at least four hundred four thousand dollars of gifts. <laughs> right, four hundred dollars again. Yeah, four, I mean, if they yeah, all get four, married one time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've got. So. I have like like five cousins and one brother. So it's yeah. like one of them is already one of the cousins already married. Have that out of the way. But it's like now my I got my. It's like less and less over time. Yeah. I don't have a lot of opportunities. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. I mean, for me, the other thing is being on this side of the coin is. I'll play a wedding, and if it's really dope, mm -hmm. I'll get a plus one. I'll just be able to bring somebody. Mm. That's like really, because I'm getting paid, and you're feeding someone my guest, and you get to chill and like, yeah, okay. So I, that, that's a that's good to know. So like one day when I hire a band for a wedding, I'll be like, yeah, you all get plus ones. We'll get you food. If yeah, especially if, if they're like local. So yeah. yeah, if you want to like yeah have like a little like cause here's the thing. Oh. What I hate at all these venues, these these catering places, these event places, they one, they don't know how to build a room for sound. Mm -hmm. They it's all echoey and like all oh, the sound is shit. Yeah, because you put us in a glass box. Yeah. <laughs> in a, literally in a bottle. Yeah. Um and yeah, like what's the other thing? Um, what's the thing that you said before? Plus ones. Plus ones. Yeah. Oh, having a place for the band to put their shit. Mm. You know, like not just oh, you can use the don't say a locker room and then it's just the fucking bathroom or just like the hallway or something. You know, like bro, like just... you'd be surprised at how people treat you. You know, mm -hmm. it's you know you you're an artist. You know, yeah. So like yeah, 
It's just like, yeah, just those, if you can have that, that's the biggest one. Having yeah. a place where we don't have to interact with the guests the whole fucking time. Mm. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we should only be a part of the evening, not the evening. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, because I mean, you're like performing for that long. That's a lot of energy. Like, oh, it'd be yeah. nice to just be able to be like, okay, we can go back to our table or like yeah. we can go around the corner to the room they let us yeah. use, you know. Go somewhere and like not have to be professional yeah. for a second, you know. Totally. So, yeah. I get that. That's, it's like yeah. it's like the green room for comedians. Very like, green room for any artist, yeah. any performer. Like... Sometimes it's nice. I like to lurk in the crowd, but when I go to like an indie show and we're like, oh, this table back here is for the comics, it's like, how nice that you guys saved one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, sweet. I don't have to like nudge next to somebody's cousin and then yeah. just like, all right, I'm going to go up now. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like uh, yeah. at these little shows I do, like yeah. stepping over audience members to get to the stage. <laughs> oh, it's great. See, I'm for me, it's like running through the crowd with my horn, like, yeah <laughs> like all right we're gonna invite our friend up to the stage yeah uh loma brown is he in the, is he, is he in the audience i'm just running from the back of the <laughs> dramatic entrance oh yeah that's you gotta you know so <laughs> so we're we're down to our last like little bit here yeah for there's sure. a final question i have you can answer this however you want Uh-oh. what do you love about saxophone and what do you love about playing music what do i love about saxophone um I love that um I think I love the fact that it gets cooler and cooler every the more the longer I play it, you know? It's <laughs> like people are really like, "Damn, you really been playing that since how long? Still?" Like, really? Like February it'll be 20 years officially? Wow. Yeah, like I think it's Whoa. yeah, it's like yeah, so it's like, or is, yeah, I think this February will be 20 years. So, yeah, it's just like, that's the thing. You just get better and better. You play it you more get, and more. You get better, but then, like, the recognition yeah, yeah, of yeah. doing it for so long is, it's really people who didn't respect you doing it, they're like, okay, you have a point. Right. <laughs> yeah. You have a point. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll be 20 years from now, you'll be like Bleeding Gums Murphy on The Simpsons. Oh, dude, I'm Bleeding Lips Lomar right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, And f- in terms of music, I just like what it adds to people's lives, mm. you know? What it's, add- what it's added to my life mm. um, and how I look at the world. It's a little less... Um, a little less rigid. And... I'm actually even learning how to look at the world like that now, like mm. quitting and or not quitting jobs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just because, especially during this pandemic, you really had to get creative. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of nice to see how music is more important to people now than ever yeah yeah which it, i didn't think would happen i thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be a drop off a little bit only because I, that's like how are people gonna know what happened before then i realized oh everything's on the fucking internet yeah yeah <laughs> oh, people oh the younger kids actually check out things that were before them oh because mm-hmm. that's they they don't care they don't have mm-hmm. a 
they don't have to deal with all the scar tissue of our the previous generation. Yeah. We kind of <laughs> took all the scarring from them. It's, yeah. You know? <laughs> Every generation says that, but especially us, you know? Mm-hmm. Going totally. from going from CD players and tape decks to, you know, putting chips in our brains. We're damn near close <laughs> to it. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 last guy, the last episode. He he's a the guy I interviewed is a metal musician. Like I said, mm-hmm. he has like he he's a guitarist. Has a metal band where they have horns instead of vocals. Mm-hmm. He tells me after the recording, he goes, "It's crazy," because I remember when metal didn't exist and he's like i've been playing it for so long but when i was a kid the, the, it didn't exist so yeah like, that's no, crazy it, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like wow yeah or just or the idea man i remember damn it i remember when i could have a a cord phone in my room that was the biggest step <laughs> i could sit on my bed and talk to talk to girls what <laughs> in middle school you know i had like my little notebook book with all my numbers written down <laughs> saving numbers you know you know back when you wrote numbers on a napkin and shit well i used to just memorize all of them i mean i only had like four or five numbers to call but i would just have that shit committed to memory oh yeah yeah certain ones for sure but now if i was stranded and i had done I had for like a, yeah i'm like i couldn't even done call for. my girlfriend at this point I'd st- i could still call my mom because oh. her number hasn't changed oh yeah for sure <laughs> see my girl she's um she was in Holland, so be harder. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Then you got to figure out the extension for Holland. 31? Yeah. So I know that at much, but past that. Hello, operator. I'm looking for my girlfriend. Uh, well, wait, do they even have those people anymore? Is there someone just like, I mean, people are listening to our conversations. Just the U.S. government now. Yeah, right. The yeah. NSA could be your operator. Oh, they're listening right now on both of our phones. and Maybe that's something I'll set up. Maybe I'll do like a like a throwback vintage experience, be like a phone operator. Like you can call the number and I just forward you, but you get to talk to an operator who pretends to plug two things together. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then it's a it's a FaceTime operator, so you get to see them plug it in. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a fake switchboard. That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what's it? What's that meme? Someone is like, oh, when I call in sick and they have their their iPhone headphones in their nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the, <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on, Lamar. Yeah. This was so much fun. Also, I feel like uh, playing as many weddings as you have, that's yeah. got to do something to your brain. That's got to put you in a good zone for the most part. <laughs> Depends on the wedding. Depends on the wedding. <laughs> Depends on the wedding. <laughs> Depends on the wedding. But, but yeah. It was great talking to you. Likewise. So much fun. Yeah. Uh guys, check out Lamar on his Instagram, which yeah. is what was Chris it? Chris Keefe. Yep. Two K's. I'll post it in the episode description. For sure. Go follow his projects. Go see what yeah. he's up to. We'll post all those too. Give it a click. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> give it give it a click. Give it a like. Give it a follow. And yeah. go go check it out. Go see some live saxophone, amongst other things. <laughs> yeah. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You know what's up. Uh, I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Peace. Peace.